Hello, welcome to Nintendo Nostalgia, episode 180. I'm your host, Jacob Press, and I'm joined by my co-host, Joshua Taylor. We are back, and we are playing with power. Josh, it is just us two tonight. There is no Ryan. However, we have replaced Ryan with a qualifying guest for the first time ever to the show. Give it up for Mr. Parker. How are you doing, man? Welcome to the show. Hey, I'm great. So <laughs> glad we can have you on. I know it's we've been had this one planned for a few months and uh, um, it's a special one. We have we Ryan's not allowed on tonight because tonight is about monkeys and a rare game. And Ryan, we all know. Well, he just don't get down with the with like us rare fanboys do. So um, we, we kicked him off and uh, we replaced him with Parker. You should yeah, feel honored. <laughs> no problem. Uh, well, I don't want to waste any time, guys. I think we should get right into what we have been radical rexing about. All right, uh, Parker, since you are our guest, man, what is you? You know, you you're well known listener to the show. Um, what is uh, some things you're radical rexing about in life right now? Well, uh, video games I've been playing. I've been playing uh, Super Mega Baseball 3 on the Switch. That's right. I've been, I've been slowly creating. Uh, I plan to create 31 teams. So right now I have a, kind of a best friends team. And then a, I have a Gryffindor team, a Hufflepuff, a Slytherin, a Ravenclaw, WWF Legends, WCW Legends right huh. now. So <laughs> it's going to be a big smorgasbord. There'll be a Dragon Ball Z team and a whole bunch of other it. teams. So I love it. Anything else? Um, not not a whole lot. I've been playing recently. Uh, I I got all the way to disc four. I mean, technically disc four on Final Fantasy eight. And um, I've never beaten it. It's the only Final Fantasy game I've ever played. And mm. uh, we had it for the original PlayStation growing up. And then um, I got it when it was remastered for the Switch. So eight, I got all the way there. It? Yeah, eight. It's the best one. You, you remember? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's what I'm <laughs> obsessed with. That's right. It, it's the only one I ever played. It's, it's one of those games where um, when you're a kid, your parents just buy you uh, games. Yeah, and I didn't really uh, research games when I was younger. It was one of those things we got for Christmas. We're like, "What the heck is this?" Mm-hmm. But and then it ended up being, you know, pretty fun. It's kind of like a middle school, high school uh, sort of game. So you know, honestly, those are some of the best games. Like the games you don't expect, and you just play it because you got it, and it turns out to be really cool. Yeah. So. Um, then I had I threw that video game tournament a uh, few yes. few weeks back and almost cleaned house with that. Um, ended up winning uh, winning doubles of Halo Three, and then uh, ended up winning Mario Kart Eight, uh, Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. Nice. Uh, I, I got second in NBA Playgrounds Two, and then I. I got dead last in Mario Party as the normal. <laughs> but well, for yeah. some reason, that's uh, what happens. The real gamers lose at Mario Party, and uh, the the lucky newbies always win at Mario Party. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. So 
Well, cool, cool. Um, all right. Well, uh, Josh, man, what about you? You got anything you're recollecting about as of late? I know you are. Oh, boy. Here we go. Um, <laughs> I'll get there. I'll get there. I actually got a, a, a lot of too, actually. junk. But to start, actually, for, for not gaming-related stuff, we went camping this past weekend for a few days. Uh, took off Thursday. Friday was West Virginia Day, so I had that off. So that was awesome. We usually go once a year to Beach Fork, and I enjoy it. Like, it sucks having to put up everything when you're done, but, yeah, it was a good time. Now, outside of that, um, I've been, you know, still trying to keep up with my writing and things like that. I finally finished up two big reviews recently, so I'm kind of, like, just waiting for the next thing with that. But um, stepping it up, I guess, in uh, sort of the community I'm a part of, um, and part of the reason I went on that trip a while back with the Rabbids community, I I'm, became a moderator with, with that whole thing with Discord. So that was nice. Um, just trying to be more a part of that, you know, mm-hmm. and keeping, keeping uh, how do I word it? I guess, I guess in Ubisoft's memory, if that makes any sense. But outside mm-hmm. of that, um, so yeah, with, with, with actual game-related stuff, um, I'll get the the first one out of the way here that I know Jacob's rolling his eyes about is, uh, you know, it was leaked anyway, but the trailer for Crash 4 came out today and I think it looks awesome. Um, now it's not coming to Switch, unfortunately, at least not yet. But It'll come out get, two years yeah. after. Possibly, yeah. I'll get it for Xbox One. It looks really good. Um, Sorry, Ryan. I like, <laughs> I like what they did with it. Um now, oh, and also today, uh, before that, they had announced Min Min for Smash Brothers, so that was awesome. Oh yeah, uh, hey, watch that. Bing Bing. I've, yeah, I put a I put a ton of time into Arms, um, especially with family and stuff. So I I almost didn't care who made it from that series. I just was glad to see somebody there. Um, and I think they did an awesome job with that. Outside of that, um, I've only been kind of playing around with the couple different games have been bouncing back and forth between with trials uh gosh i forget the actual name for that one trials fusion i think um so that game's pretty sweet i don't know if you've played any of those it's the one where you ride the motorcycles across different obstacle courses and stuff so those are good fun and uh playing a lot of assassin's creed black flag when my daughter is not in the room (laughs) (laughs) that game's awesome so cool yeah just that's a lot I think that's about it. I think I'm done running my mouth for now. Uh, Praise the Lord. I actually, I did not hear about uh, Crash Bandicoot 4, so that's news to me. That's actually pretty cool. So I've yeah. I played all the crashes growing up. We got a PlayStation for free when I was uh, pretty young. My dad uh, taught special ed, and uh, so then he just brought it home. So that's how we got our playstation one and we had all the crash bandicoot games and i i've been trying to tell jacob to play uh the third one because that's my favorite one and i I agree i said don't play the remastered i'm like the remastered was okay but i i actually like the polygon book version better i felt like it played better but see i never had a sony system i actually played it on the trilogy um for the first well really play it play it i I played through all three of them on there and three was my favorite on the on the remaster anyway Hmm. One was rough around the edges. I I played the uh, one for the 
remastered and I was yeah. like, I did not remember it being this hard. And then I, I busted out the PS one version. It, it didn't seem as hard on the PS one, but it yeah. still was the most challenging of the three in my oh, opinion. Oh, it's terrible. I mean, you stub your toe, <laughs> you stub your toe on like a, a turtle. If you're dead. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, look out for those turtles with the spikes on the side of their shell. That's what you got to look out for. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> That's how they grow them. Yeah, I mean, it is cool. Let me wrong. That's a cool concept that, like, yeah, four. You know, like, it would be really cool if Nintendo came out with, like, a Super Mario Brothers 4, to be honest. Like, you know, like, in the vein of, like, moving on from Mario Bros. 3. I know that was Mario World, but, like, I think it would be cool to, like, what if they went back and they basically, like did a full on out like 2d art style Mario game platform like that called Super Mario Brothers 4. Kind of like what they did with Sonic. Remember when they did that with Sonic, they came out with yeah. the next one. That, that is pretty cool. Yeah. I think. Um, but, um, so I'm sure the game will be fine and it'll be modern. So it'll be very much better. Um, and then it'll come to switch in about two at two years when people aren't even thinking about it anymore for some <laughs> dumb reason. I don't know why. Um, I don't know why Switch gets stuff late. It's quite annoying. But, uh, but okay. Um, so what am I correcting about, I guess? Um, All right, on to the topic. <laughs> I mean, there's not much I'm correcting about, I suppose. I'm uh, just taking life one day at a time. Um, pretty much saying I don't play any games right now, so... Um, it would have been nice to have a game to play yesterday because we just had a lazy day for Father's Day. My kids did make me some homemade stuff um, with their handprints on it, and they got me that little puppy card, which was cute. Um, so, you know, I had a decent weekend with them. Um, just taking life one day at a time, like I said, you know, just trying to figure things out. I'm worried as heck about, like, unemployment checks right now. You know, it's like, I guess, getting personal on a podcast, but... Um, I don't know. They just asked me a weird question yesterday when I refilled it out, and I wasn't used to that. Normally, it's been pretty formulaic. Formula, I, I guess it's been like a formula that I've been able to just know how to fill it out. And then they asked me these new questions. I was like, "Uh oh, what does that mean?" So hopefully everything's golden and good. But um, I'm I'm not too concerned on it. But uh, um, so I had that on my plate. Um, yeah, nothing really. Yeah, so I guess we could go on to the topic, huh? So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Call your mom up and say you want your video games back. Uh, she was here yesterday. <laughs> she did swing by. I, I should have, I, I thought about asking her to bring the Switch back by, but, um, my, uh, the only games I get to play is the games that my little girl asks me to help out with. Here you go, Riley. On my phone, this app called Kidopia, and it's like an educational app and teaches them how to do things. And when she gets stuck, she asks me to help her. So that's my gaming right now, uh, <laughs> Kidopia. But uh, out, yeah, besides that, you know, life's pretty, pretty much just getting better one day at a time. So, um, but with that said, guys, we should get to the topic at hand here. And this topic today is going to be all about. Um, our beloved monkeys. It's the third game in the trilogy, Donkey Kong Country 3.
we're doing Donkey Kong Country 3 and we have Parker on specifically today because this is his favorite game in the in the in the series there. Um, I forgot to ask Josh or Parker to pull it up, but guys, uh, in the meantime, if you want to, why don't you go ahead and see, uh, find the release date on that, and um, and uh, we'll say here when it originally was released. But you guys, I know our crowd listeners can't see this, but I did have a before I got screwed over by the guy who made these. He was cool for a while, and he made me like I got the Donkey Kong Country trilogy, and I got my favorite N64 games where um, he made me plastic hard cases with reprinted art of the games. So, and then I have the cartridge on the inside with real artwork. And so I have the actual game in there and I need to purchase the booklet and it's just got a slot and I can put the booklet in there. So it's one of my prized collector's pieces that I don't ever want to sell and I'll pass down to my kids one day. Um, Unless my next wife makes me sell everything Nintendo, then um, I guess I got to do what the bo- the new boss will say, right? <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know about that now. We'll, we'll get there. <laughs> um, it, it it came out November eighteenth, by the way, in ninety six. Okay, November eighteenth. Wow, nineteen. <laughs> Dude, ninety six. I just turned six years old. That's so nuts. And you know, it's crazy. I remember we on our commercials episode. I remember seeing the commercial for this. I just remember being downstairs and downstairs part of my parents' house on an, on just like, it was like the game room area that we had. Um, and uh, we had a TV and I was just watching cartoons. And I remember a commercial coming on of them going to that biker bar. Um, That's and, a weird commercial. Oh yeah, they show that attractive woman figure like just standing there and then all of a sudden it turns around to this ugly chimpanzee <laughs> it makes you feel kind of bad like <laughs> at first you're like whoa it's just kind of attractive and then like oh gosh she's gross <laughs> however as a kid i didn't i mean you didn't know anything but the monkey just kind of scares you i guess but you guys remember that commercial no i i don't remember that commercial i was also six when it came out Actually, yeah we're, we're like it you, yeah, you just turned six, right? Oh, it came out the day before my birthday. So. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just we, turned seven, so I'm the old guy here. You are the old guy. <laughs> Parker and I, like, we literally have, like, we're the same age. So, like, all of our nostalgia lines right up with each other. Unlike you, Josh. Josh, I can tell you're the old guy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the lack of hair here, this reverse <laughs> widow's peak thing. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's honest, you know calls it out um but yeah i do remember it vaguely and i didn't have a super nintendo so as a matter of fact um growing up this was the only donkey kong country game i never had played um traven didn't have donkey kong country 3 he had one and two and that's where my nostalgia came from that and um, i've told this story many times but yeah we i had a come i come from a family of five kids and at the time there were five of us there and you know um Games were very expensive to a family that big. And uh, uh, my mom, um, we just had Game Boy. I was living off Game Boy all that time from the NES through when the 64 came out. And I remember my big, big pitch to get the 64 was like, it has four controllers, mom, and we can all share. And, um, you know, it, eventually it would. apparently worked because we got a, we got a 64 for Christmas. So, but, um, 
This ain't about the 64. This is about Dot Com Country 3. So, uh, Parker, why don't you tell us your original nostalgic memories with this game, what you remember when you first uh, saw the game, and was there your first time seeing the game when you got it, or was it like you saw it, a fan of friends, and then you got it later? Um, and, and yeah, we'll just uh, we'll go with Joss as well, and then we can just kind of dissect the game here and, and go through it. Well, the, the first time I saw the game was we had it. Uh, I can't remember ever getting it. As far as I know, we always had it. But obviously, I would have been at least six when, when we got it. Um, the first thing I remember is when we just, right in the beginning, you just jump into this water, and then it swims up to the save cave with uh, your grandma in there, and she's got yeah. a whole bunch of stuff in there. She's got an N64 in there. I'm like, whoa, yes. I'm like, that's the new system. And I'm like, I'm like cool. how can I? I'm like, how does that make sense? So this is the old system. How, right. did, how did they know that was coming out? So I just didn't <laughs> understand that as a kid. But uh, that is but cool. Yeah. And then just finding out that you go to Funky's Kong, you get introduced to uh, Kitty, and and all the he gives you a motorboat, and um, and it it's just like a free open world, and that blew my mind as a kid. I was mm. just I was like, whoa, I can go wherever I want. It's not a linear path like Super Mario World, which I also love, but, mm-hmm. but I, was just, I can just wander in this water. And I, I fell in love with the art design. That's my kind of my favorite um, art design there is in Super Nintendo, the 3D pre-rendered graphics. And, yeah. But yeah. So it makes it better than Mario World. One of the reasons. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, they just, they had so many things that, that would just, I loved. I loved just driving around in the vehicles, and then when you beat other bosses, you unlock new vehicles, and you can open more parts of the map that were always there, and that kind of is what I really liked. There's just, there were rocks in the way, and you needed the hovercraft to drive over the rocks, and then there's waterfalls. Mm-hmm. And you need the ski, um, the ski boat to go over the waterfalls, and so it added a lot of elements that you didn't have in the other Kong games, like you said. Like it did have an open hub world, which was cool, um, um, and that fact that you had to get certain items to reach different parts of it, um, it definitely was like an introduction to just a small sliver of what like the 64 was going to be like, you know, mm-hmm. the fact that you could travel around in a lot of different areas. Um, Cause you know, the next game that comes up is Mario 64 for Nintendo and you can go everywhere literally and walk in the world. And you, we all know how it was. And it was amazing and mind blowing. Um, and even fun fact, like they play Mario 64 theme song in the game. Like if you go to Funky's yeah. or not Funky safe cave, yeah, you go to the save cave. Sometimes it would be playing it, and that's just so cool um, that that you got to hear it before it actually came out in, in reality. You know, so at the time people didn't know, but now that you go back and like, what? That's so cool. It's so cool. Like that's what I always loved about Rare. Rare was always doing fun, unique things like that. Little teases, little um, little even jokes or hints in their games to other Nintendo games and you just don't see it anymore. I'm sorry. You just don't see it really anymore. Um, maybe here or there, but, um, I guess 
Retro did have like a Metroid in their Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze game that you had to like be very patient and wait for it to come out. But um, uh, but Josh, what about you, man? What was your first introduction to this game? So this one, it, it all kind of blurs together with this, uh, their original Donkey Kong Country trilogy, I guess. I know my dad and I played through all of them, like as they came out. Um, we probably got them at least near release. I don't remember for sure. I know we had pre-ordered the first one, so we probably did the same with this one. Um, but yeah, I, as far as I remember, I played through it first with, with him, and I've gone back to it, I don't know how many times over through the years, just like the other Donkey Kong Country games. Um, for this one, it felt kind of, uh, different. Like, I, I don't know how else to explain it. One and two, I felt like felt similar Were three. I felt like stuck out a little bit more. I think part of it was like that overworld map, um, the way the DK coins work, the way you had to, mm-hmm. you know, find that metal barrel and everything. Um, and with Dixie being the main character and Kitty, not really being Donkey Kong, it, it it stuck out, I felt like, a little bit more than the other two. Two is my favorite, but I could definitely understand how three, um, you know, would stick out to, to someone else even. Um, it had a lot of aspects to it that the others don't. Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead. They introduced, like, a, a money system, which I really liked, too, and my, my brother was really into that and and collecting coins and then using it to buy certain items from the bears uh-huh. and, uh, and then you had to use those items and whoever needed whichever bear needed like a gift or or a shell or a mirror like they would um you'd have to buy some of them and then give them to somebody else and he would give you a banana bird or something like that <laughs> and, uh, and i love those banana birds in the in the save cave when you went in there and every time uh, you got a new one, it would be in that save cave. And I'd almost, every time I'd get one, I'd go to a save cave so I can see the bird in the cave. And then when you get like, I think, I don't know if there's 15 or so when they're all in there, I'm like, oh my goodness, this lady. And I'm like, this bird, is, it's getting out of control here. But, but yeah, so. The game, um, it was, uh, I have to actually make a confession. And uh, I think I'm going to shock a lot of people with this, but. This is the only Donkey Kong Country game I've actually never beaten to even to this day. Like I have it. I have obviously the cartridge. I have it on my SNES Classic. Um, and the main reason I, I don't have it, I have it on my 3DS. The main reason I haven't beaten it is because um, Traven and I started a joint file a while ago. And, well, we're adults and we've, we've gotten through most of the game, but we said we wanted to beat the game together and we just kind of wait on each other or otherwise I would have trucked through it all already. But the game has some challenging stuff. Um, it was different. Like the Kremlings look so much different in this game than they did in the past two, um, different colors, different types. Um, and this was made by a different team. First and foremost, this was not the same team that made DKC one and two. Because uh, that team had moved on and had worked, started work on Diddy Kong Racing and Banjo Kazooie, and um, so uh, this was a whole new team. And um, even the composer, this is the first time David Wise was not um, involved with this game because he was working on sixty four games, which is just so odd because David Wise is like the master of the Donkey Kong Country games. Um, 
he did all of DKC two and he did joint stuff on DKC one. Most of your most famous stuff from that one is his. Um, and the other composer was Evelyn Fisher at the time, I believe her last name was, and she is the main composer on this and she doesn't do a bad job, but you can definitely tell it's different and it's not quite the same as what David Wise would have done. Um, but with that said, there are some good fun tracks, um, especially the intro track. Even though it's, it's the whole first, even that first that first song you hear, um, just it. There's a debate about it gives off the feeling of what DKC three is like to people. Um, some people want like a realistic feel, seriousness, like you get with DKC one and two with the music that you hear. And this one just kind of starts off as like a welcome to the circus, you know, like a boom, 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 but a boom, bump, 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 bump. Yeah. I can play it in the background here. So hear my voice. Um, it, it's, uh, I like the song. It definitely is different, but it was fun. And it makes you like, all right, let's go on a little adventure, you know? Um, and I think it fits, um, it fits, it fits our new monkey friend, um, uh, for the game. And Kitty Kong is kind of, clunky and lumpy and he's a baby and um i think it feeds well into the silliness of what his character is kitty kong is actually like the most hated kong (laughs) i think (laughs) everyone thinks he looks terrible and he is like (laughs) well he hasn't been back ever since unfortunately so um i never understood that i always always liked him i didn't find out until later on when it like became this big thing on twitter to hate on him that that nobody liked him apparently. Yeah, I uh, I I was under the illusion that this was um, the best Donkey Kong Country game in the series, and then I found out later in life when I was older that it's like it's it's the least liked of the series. <laughs> and, and, that, and uh, and speaking of Kitty Kong, I always I always uh, I always thought he grew up into Chunky Kong from the huh. Donkey Kong sixty four. I thought that was him. I knew he had a different name, but I was just like, well, that, you know, he kind of looks like Kitty Kong, but grown yeah. up. His brother. Yeah, he's just this big, big guy like the the Kitty Kong was in 3. And uh, But you were talking about Clunky. They, I forgot to mention they also introduced, I think, a, a throwing mechanic where you could yes, you could throw Dixie up and she could land on something up above. Or yeah. you could throw kitty and he wouldn't land on something above but he could break boards and yes and stuff like that find secrets with him which was unique yeah i always thought um when i because i like i said i completely skipped this game um back in my nostalgia days and i had dk64 which was made by the same team who made this game um and i uh, i always thought chunky kong was like his big brother or something uh, I thought they were related a lot. Um, looking, I thought they were. <laughs> I, honestly, I don't know. I mean, I should know that. I, I'm so sorry. I'm embarrassed. I know Dixie and Tiny are sisters. I, th- I thought, and then Dixie and Kitty are cousins. So, anyway, sorry. <laughs> related somehow. I mean, the whole the whole story know, and premise of this game is so is so funny and stupid. It's like. <laughs> Sorry, Riley. Thank you. My daughter corrects me. She's, she knows not to say that word. So um, maybe we need to dive into the cartoon to really figure out what, what what. Oh my gosh, that's not even going. We need to do an episode about the cartoon one day. Kitty is sadly not in the cartoon though. 
That's um, true. That would have made it perfect. <laughs> gosh. Um, we'll do an episode about that another day for sure. When Ryan's not here, we can talk about whole other wrong. story. <laughs> yeah. The coconut and everything. Oh, gosh. Um, yep. It's uh, Kitty Kong. Let's just talk about the story a little bit. It's pretty funny if you actually think about it. Like, I mean, literally, I mean, everyone loves Funky Kong, but I mean, let's be honest, he's really like a crap babysitter. <laughs> he's supposed to be watching Kitty Kong. <laughs> The whole time, and then Dixie shows up, and he's like, "Hey, take this baby with you," and if, and then they go on, yeah, here take my take my speedboat, and here take this baby with you. I don't want to watch him, kind of thing. <laughs> um, it, it, I, that's what I love about the Kong games is that their stories are their their the stories are crap. I mean, there's everyone wants a good quality story, but they're, I mean. The second adventure in Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Land, was about Cranky Kong calling up K. Rule, said, hey, take your bananas back. I'll give them back to undo everything they just did in Donkey Kong Country. He's like, I'm going to prove to these guys that they're that it takes more than fancy graphics to, to make a good game for the Game Boy. And it's just – I love that. I love the, the groundbreaking uh, – or not groundbreaking, the fourth wall-breaking humor that it, it adds – um, it's very British humor, and uh, apparently I, I I would like British humor because it's well into these games, and they make me laugh. It's it's supposed to be dumb. It's kind of the charm of it, you know? Yeah. I love it. But then I mean, the banana birds make total sense, you know? Oh, right. <laughs> but that's why, that's why I love the games, too, because it's like, especially with the music, even in this game, you know, it's not David Wise, there are some good tracks, and it's like, this game is a crap story this game is about cartoon monkeys and yet it has some of the most dramatic and most beautiful music that is in any video game like when i listen to the songs i'm like why is this why is this in this game like it doesn't make sense and i love that i love that so much and i think it's cool um so uh yeah the story's crap um but it's a fun game and uh, K. Rule is not. Oh, K. Rule. Spoilers. K. Rule is is uh, he's not the main he's not the main baddie, but is he? Um, we're used to K. Rule always being the bad guy for this, in, in the in the Kong games at this point. And um, well, there's a new baddie in town, and the Kremlings have pledged their loyalty to this new ruler, and that ruler is a robot named Chaos. Well, uh, you want to tell us a little bit about Chaos, Parker? Who's Chaos? Uh, Chaos is this, um, basically this green robot with kind of razor blades and punching gloves inside of himself. <laughs> and uh, you, you, you jump on the razor blades to get up high and you hit his head and then his helmet flies off and then he's got kind of like a Terminator skeleton head underneath. <laughs> and, uh, I think he's he's the main bad guy in the industrial place and then, uh, or industrial stage. And then he, you face him again, uh, in the end stage, but then, uh, someone else comes out after him. Uh, right. the curtain, don't pay attention to the man behind the curtain. <laughs> exactly. It's, 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 uh, who is it, Josh? Baron K. Rule and Baron, sorry, K. Baron K. Rule and Stan. Ruins yeah, <laughs> King K. Rule's back. That. He's actually been behind it the whole time. Spoilers. Sorry, this game is like 
over 20 years old. You should know by now. Um, and, uh, but yeah, he's back. And this is really, if you look at, we, like, we need to do a character episode just to, maybe we did. I don't know. Okay. Rule. Um, he just, I think we did. Sorry. It's been a while. We've done a lot of episodes. Um, hey, that was my first episode, I think. With that, uh, yeah, yeah. spotlight of K. Rule, he yeah, uh, he slowly gets more mad over time. Like, and he loses every time. He just changes with each game. And at this point, he's far out crazy. I mean, he think he is thinks he's a mad he's a mad scientist. He is um, he's pulled one over on all the Kremlings because they overthrew him because he led him to failure once again against the Kongs. Um, this time he's just pretending to be a giant robot that they're dumb enough to pledge their loyalty to. Um, and, but it's really him. And, uh, I haven't gotten to the boss fight, so I don't know what it's like. You guys want to elaborate a little bit on, was it a difficult, I mean, K rule was the first game. Yeah, it gets difficult. Um, but I would argue that in DKC two, he's much more difficult than what he was in DKC one. What's he like in DKC3? I mean, he has representation in Smash Bros. now um, with his up B, and he puts on the outfit and flies up, So, uh, which is cool. Uh, but uh, what's he like? What's it, what, what, Explain that to me. Um, yeah, he was, he was fairly challenging because there's these uh, kind of these uh, electrocution balls underneath that would zap, and you'd have to pull, you'd have to pull uh, – kind of like a handle and it would drop a barrel down that you have to hit him in the back with. You couldn't hit him in the front. Um, so then when you pull the barrel down, it, it land on the ground, but then later as it kind of progressively gets more challenging mm. where, uh, the lightning bolt will, you have to run down there to pick up the barrel, but you gotta be quick because the lightning bolt's going to come across and, and, um, and it'll either destroy the barrel or, or if you're down in there, it'll obviously knock you out too. Right. So and and uh, spoilers for you, Jacob. You actually face uh, Baron uh, K. Ruhlenstein, um a second time once you go through the secret stage too. Oh, okay. And I, I found him to be a, a little bit easier in the second time you play him, but but they have a lightning bolt above you where you can't jump. Oh so, wow. Um, so that, that that's kind of like DKC two and DKC two. You have the Lost World. Um, you want to be, yeah. You go through there with Clubba. Um, you want to beat all those levels. K rules at the end of it. He he pops up, and he's like, um, he he was beat up from uh, your battle uh, the first time, and uh, and. Um, Sorry, my daughter needed help there. Um, yeah, he's beat up. You knock him into the water and then at the end of DKC2, and then he's there covered in, like, seaweed from the ocean and dripping with water and breathing heavy, and he's just, like, going to get you with revenge, which then ultimately leads to the um, genocide of the Kremlin Island. Um, but uh, – he so he does the same thing basically in DKC three. Once you get through the, what do you have to do? What's the progress for the for the extra world, the lost world in DKC three? Uh, the lost the lost world. There is once you get the hovercraft, you can get it with the hovercraft if you're skilled enough driving around. Because 
I think a lot of a lot of people wait till you get the jet ski, which is which is faster. Mm. And you have to drive around these four stones like two or three times. And then uh, once you drive around the stones, basically like a uh, volcano comes out of the water and that's the bonus stage. And you can do that, you know, once you have those vehicles. Okay. Um, but uh, you have to, to unlock each level of that secret stage, you have to have a certain amount of um, bonus coins. Okay. So similar to DKC2. And I think for the last one, you'll need, I think, almost all of them, if not all of them, to unlock unlock the last level of that secret stage. That's what made those games so great, though. Like, all the collecting that you had to do to get to where you can 102% the game, you know? It wasn't just, wasn't just 100%. You know, you got to go above that and beyond that. And uh, that's what makes these games enticing and, and fun. And, of course, they just get drastically harder the deeper you go into the game. Yeah, um, and I, I enjoyed... They introduced the... Um, the Kremlin holding the DK shield. Oh yeah. Little barrel behind him to hit. I thought that was a really cool mechanic. And sometimes you had to throw the barrel up above and then go sprinting across and try to get him to lift up his shield so we can hit him in the back. Cause if it comes yeah. at him at the front, he'll just block it. So, <laughs> and, uh, and if you get all the DK coins, you get the gyrocopter, um, which you can use to just fly through the whole map. So there's it's actually nice to get a reward for collecting all the all the collectibles and stuff right no absolutely i agree with that entirely that's what made the games extra fun gave you more of an incentive to um to do those things but um i wanted to talk about the bosses real quick too um we we have highlighted those the bosses were i feel like very it's kind of funny how this game was actually looked as like the least favorite in the trilogy because the bosses in this game are a lot more unique than the other bosses from the past two games. The last two games were very simple of, you know, three hits and you're out almost. Whereas this one, I really feel like they made it unique to, um, to take out the bosses. Uh, I'm going to pull a list up of the bosses here. Uh, you have a favorite boss while I'm looking this up well the one I I had the most fun with as a kid is actually the first boss um he's a big he's a big yeah he's a big barrel and you you jump on bugs to flip them over on your back on their back so you can pick them up and then you throw them inside his mouth he kind of chews them up and he burps and as a as a young six or seven year old that's the funniest thing in the world and I, I'd always, I'd always, uh, so when he burps, he flies backwards and I'd always like sprint after him and I'd like jump in and kind of like chest up to him. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, get back there. <laughs> I, so, so I'd always, and I'd always think I was doing something I'm like, oh, he, he looked like he inched a little bit farther when I jumped into him and hit him like in the face right. in the body. Um, but yeah, and then he falls off the edge and, uh, if you get him to burp enough times. So I thought that was really good kid humor. Um, so I enjoyed that a lot. And then there's the second boss is the, the spider who kind of shoots boogers at you. Oh gosh. He, you know, when you do, until you figure out the formula, yeah, he gets to be a bit difficult. Um, that is a, a rich, a rich, maybe if I'm saying that right. Um, it's a R I C H. So 
And after that, you have Squirt, who's like a, he's just a giant rocky slug who lives on a waterfall and he shoots mm-hmm. water shoot at you. You shoot him in the eyes. Yeah, and he just tries to knock, push you off the edge. But yeah. obviously, Chaos. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, Malik is um, a snowman. And that was a unique fight, too. Bleak was more of a, um, it was, he was like in the background. Yeah. They, the, yeah. They use the mechanic for, uh, there's these circus tents that you can yeah. uh, play and you can play it for, it's, it's a very kind of introduction to gambling and, um, <laughs> you, you would put in two coins and then, uh, you would gamble two coins. And if you would win against, uh, it was kind of like a, uh, that carnival game where you would knock the targets down with like a silver ball. Yeah. And, uh, so you would do that and there was different right. types. There was endurance head to head and, um, I forget what the other one is race to 25, I think. Race and, to 25. Uh, yep. Yeah, so, so you did that. Um, back, by the way, Sorry. yeah, my job. <laughs> but, uh, my brother loved that. He, like I said, he was all about the collecting money. So, mm-hmm. so he'd, he'd do those and, uh, yeah, so he'd, you'd get money that way. And, and then, uh, they introduced the boss level with the laughing snowman, um, which I thought was funny. He goes, ha, 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 when, oh <laughs> when he would hit him. So, you know, I'm, this is, um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Bleak is actually really the introduction to um, the snowman that actually appear in Banjo Kazooie. Um, it's kind of a brief. I mean, oh. they they look exactly the same. They have high, high top hats, um, and they're snowmen that throw snowballs at you. And I think that I'm pretty positive that that's what inspired those those villains in Banjo Kazooie. He always makes me think of Bad Mr. Frosty from Clay Fighter. Oh, I can see that, even though I never played that game, but I can see mm-hmm. that. Because they even, in Banjo Kazooie, they even laugh, uh, just like what you just said. Uh, they laugh pretty much the same. So, um, yeah, that's a fun little fact there. Fact there. And then, you know what, dudes? Like, um, wow, I, after that is Barbos. Who's a large lurch? Uh, Barbos is a large lurchin who resides in the area Razor Ridge. However, she is fought in Pacifica in the Game Boy Advance version because there was that version there. Um, I have to tell you, I, I, um, there's Croctopus, I guess, who's, um, so they added a boss for the Game Boy Advance version, only it looks like, um, and Croctopus is located where Barbos is in the original game. Um, but, uh, yeah, I've been really close to beating this game because I see now that Baron K. Rolenstein is the next villain. And, um, well, I made it to the giant castle that storms down lightning bolts, but I never completed huh. the world. So oh, I, okay. oh, I, you're close. I'm very close. Yeah. I did that on my 3ds version. And I uh, just stopped because I started playing with Traven. And then, well, you know, we're adults and can't play games all the time together. So um, it's been like two years in the making for that saved file. We'll get there. Um, so, yeah, I'm really, I'm really close to beating the game, which is 
exciting. You get to get all the DK coins and everything. Yep. We'll have, well, I mean, I think we tried our best to do that, but we'll definitely go back and do it more. I don't know um, if I want to spoil it for you yet, but the, the, the lost world is pretty interesting to find. Oh yeah. We've already talked about that, Josh. When you took your little, you? when you took your little break, we covered oh. a bunch of stuff. You weren't even here last week and you're taking breaks in the middle of the episode, which <laughs> I don't took a break. My I don't quite understand died. that, but <laughs> this is why, this is why we don't pay Josh. He keeps asking for money and we just don't pay him. Pulls hey, crap like this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, Josh, do you have anything you want to add to the, about the game? Um, you know, we're kind of get wrapping up here with it, with the game and in general, uh, what are, you know, what are some of your final thoughts about the game yourself, Josh? No, not now. You already talked about it. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> one of the things, I don't know if you all mentioned it. Um, I, I feel like a lot of this stuff in this game in particular was a little more experimental or just kind of out there. Yeah. Like, um, there is a level later on. I think it's in the lost world actually that you like, it's like you ride in a rocket barrel, like the whole level and you have yeah. to avoid a bunch of walls and stuff. That one, I thought that one was always super cool, but I don't remember anything quite like that. I guess you could kind of compare it to like a minecart level perhaps from the old games, but like that one, the lightning one, Jacob just talked about. Um, there's one where you have to race like a time. Oh yeah. Yep. And if you beat oh. a certain time, it opens up a path to a banana bird. Yep. Um, yeah, but yeah, just a lot of, yeah, a lot of cool little things like that that I, I feel like stuck out. Some things were worked better than others, I guess, but I think for the most part, it worked out pretty well. It makes um, you feel bad for this team. I mean, the team that worked on DKC3, it's the same team that did DK64, and both games get a lot of bad rap today. Yeah. Like, it makes you feel like these people don't know what they're doing. I mean, which I would disagree with. I mean, I think that DKC3 is a fun game. Um, it's challenging, and they did a lot of unique things that, you know, some were better than others, but in general, they, they tried to do something different, and um, you got to give them credit for that. It wasn't awful at all. Um, and even DK64 was a great game, and I have a lot of nostalgia for it. However, yes, there are a lot of issues with that game that we see today. Um, which I wasn't on for the 64th, so that was last November when my world was crashing down. So um, there's a little bit of insight there on, on that episode from me. But um, uh, Parker, what about you? I uh, got any other final thoughts on the game here as we kind of close out, close it out? Oh yeah, there's a. So just to kind of highlight a few of my favorite levels, the the in the first stage, there's a snow level where the snow progressively gets worse. Oh, I, just, yeah. I love winter and, and the snow. And so it yes, starts off getting same. cloudy and then it starts, you can see it snowing in the background and then it kind of moves its way. It's, it starts snowing more and then it moves its way to the front where you, it's hard to see. And it's like, Oh gosh, it's like, this is awesome. And then it, as you progress farther in the level, it, it backs off and, and starts to get calm again. Um, and then, uh, the tree level, like inside the tree, I thought was really cool. Was and, neat. Uh, and then the, when they start sawing it down and yes. it well, it's just like, I'm like, well, why are they sawing up a tree? Why aren't mm-hmm. they? But <laughs> it, that was super uh, intense. I was just like, Oh my gosh, get up the tree. But, yes. uh, it's heart pounding. Yeah. I used to play this game a lot with my brothers and, uh, and, uh, the person that was 
the worst to play with though is my brother Trevor, who um, he would he would put me on his back and then he would throw me. Oh gosh! And, and then um, and then uh, it would be I'd be Dixie Kong or something. I go ah, and then they like they kind of start crying, but like it's not audible. Yeah. And and then he would leave me there. And he would just get up and jump over me, and he'd, he'd leave. I'm like, hey, I'm like, come back and get me. And, like, <laughs> and, and, then and then he would die, and then we'd we'd have to go back to the checkpoint or the beginning because I'm like, well, if you would have died, I would have been able to play. And he'd do that all the time. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like, I'm like what are you doing? I'm like, Kate, I'm like, Trevor, can we just play the game? Like, <laughs> so <laughs> terrible. Um, yeah, they introduced, yeah, they introduced a new – uh, a couple new buddies, the Ellie, the elephant, yep. Yep. and uh, the spider. I I thought the mechanic with the elephant being afraid of mice was super clever. Yeah. If, if they saw the mice yeah. in, in the light, it would turn and run. And and actually, in in the bonus stage, I think it's the first level in the bonus stage. There's a elephant run level where Ellie sees uh, mice and she starts sprinting, and you can't stop her. Mm. And it's it's actually, in my opinion, it's prob- possibly the hardest level in the game. Wow. And, uh, but yeah, so that was another one. I got a big kick. We talked about the bears, how the blue bear had super sad, slow music because he, yeah. he wanted to get for his birthday or, or Brother's something. Brother's bear. Yeah, so uh, they also had a cool level with uh, purple mist that turned your controls backwards. Yep. It was, that was super... Uh, challenging as a kid. Uh, um, oh, and then the, the piranha level where you had to feed the piranha. I, I really enjoyed that level a lot. And um, you had to feed him the good fish because if you fed him sea urchins, they had spikes and he would, he would start to turn red. And if you, if you didn't feed him good fish quick enough, he'd turn on you and he'd start to attack you. So I thought that was a super cool level. Um, and speaking of that level, the, the the water songs. I know they're not as good as Aquatic Ambience, but uh, when it starts out, it's like super eerie, and I'm yeah. like, oh my, that's kind of creepy scary. sound. But but then it it turns it turns a little bit into a different song. It doesn't do that eerie noise anymore. But uh, actually, in the Game Boy Advance version of it, David Wise did get hired to. Um, redo the to, to transform the soundtrack um to a game boy advance and he actually had he rewrote the whole song um which i think is actually better than the snes version personally have you heard that version i have not oh you shouldn't youtube it i, know I have they're they're both good but yeah it it does stick out it, it's good it's a good you know it sounds like it was on a Game Boy Advance, I guess. But yeah, it, it, well, that's why he had to change it because he couldn't he couldn't implement the sound that the SNES could for what Evelyn had done for that. So he just had to rewrite it himself, a new a new track, a new version of it. So, which yeah. was really good. I actually have uh, kind of one more story to add. If that's yeah, okay. go for it. Yeah, oh, um, it's fine. So. <laughs> so we can go all day, man. This is all night. This is Donkey Kong here. Yeah, I'm loving this. But uh, <laughs> when we were kids, my mom would take away all video game systems and games during the summer. Oh, my and gosh. We, we weren't allowed to play video games in the summer. Mom, that's like the opposite. <laughs> yeah. So 
So, um, it's so my, my wife's like, good for your mom. But I was just like, we didn't play him that much. But she's, she's like, you guys should be outside playing and stuff during the summer since you don't have school. And um, so, but we were we loved Donkey Kong Country 3 so much that we were playing like live action Donkey Kong yes. Country <laughs> And uh, my same brother, Trevor, uh, such a good sport. He was always the bad guy. And then uh, <laughs> I'm shocked. So so my my best friend Mitch and I were playing Donkey Kong Country Three, and we kind of mixed it up a little bit where um, we would collect coins and stuff like that, and we'd go and uh, we would give the coins to Grandma, and my brother would throw a blanket over himself like a shawl sort of thing. And he's like, oh hi, and uh, <laughs> and he's like, but he he kind of made it into an RPG where he's like. He's like, do you want to give the money to grandma or do you want to kill grandma? And then oh. Like, oh. I'm like, what should we do? And then and then it's like because that's how Ray Kong died. Yeah. He had established that sometimes grandma was an imposter and she'd steal our money. <laughs> and so so we're just like, what should we do? I don't know. I don't know. He's like, it's an imposter. And then it's like we're going to kill grandma. And, and then he, we like, we just like kind of like swing a thing yeah. and hit him. And he goes, Ugh. and then we, <laughs> we're like waiting on the edge of our seat. And he's like, you killed grandma. We're like, no, <laughs> but, but, uh, Oh, I like, love it. Killed wrinkly Kong. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then he, he was, uh, he'd be chaos too. He'd have a blanket and he'd be swinging around like it's the blades and we'd uh-huh. open off the couches trying to, take him out and so not the best so like that's what i mean that's what that's what nostalgia is all about man doing stuff like that oh my gosh i love that <laughs> so, so how many brothers do you have how many siblings do you have i have two brothers and a younger sister so and you're the you're the youngest of the boys is that correct yeah. I'm, okay. the, I'm the same boat as you basically yeah yeah so, i have a little sister and yeah. older brothers yeah, that's so crazy. We like mirror each other. What? Um, except for I love DKC two more than DKC three. It's a good game. It's it's definitely the most challenging out of the, and I had a lot of fun playing too. Um, it is super hard. I I always loved Dixie Kong though. Like I always feel like people. Well, honestly, actually, I struggled more with DKC one than I did DKC two, um, and. Some people find that very surprising. Um, and I just find DKC too easier because I feel like Dixie's hair like allows me to just have so much more control about where I jump and where I go. Whereas in DKC one, um, you just kind of, you just got to roll and jump and you don't really have all the control about who you're, where you're going to land and how you're going to land. It's just kind of fast paced and go. Whereas I really feel like I could just kind of slow things down and get to where I need to be with Dixie. Yeah. For the longest time, I never knew that Kitty Kong can bounce on water by rolling. Yeah. So I I never knew that growing up. We'd always uh, kind of cheat the system. Like in the, we talked about that uh, Riverside race level. Yeah. And I don't know what's chasing you. They're they're like a flock of butterflies or wasps or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah. Killer uh, we, would, we would get to a spot where there'd be a bonus barrel where we couldn't get to and we would sacrifice a player because when you take control of the another player they would jump a little bit higher 
So that's how we would get up there. I, I never knew for the longest time that you could bounce with Kitty Kong. I didn't know that either. You just taught me something. Well, that's what I'm here for. Yeah. <laughs> you can just get across the water. It took me a long time, too. Don't feel bad. Wow. <laughs> that's nuts. And, Jacob, when you get when you get all the banana birds, yeah, uh, you go back to the save, save cave. And uh, this is a little bit of a spoiler for you, too. But uh, the banana birds all fly you up to the clouds. And there's a big mama banana bird. <laughs> you can't make this crap behind. up. Yeah. What, what's that, Josh? I said you can't make this crap up. This this is real. <laughs> this, is, this is a so, great story. So she's behind this, you know, stone wall. With, you can see the ends of the stone wall. And I was just like, why doesn't she just go around the stone wall? <laughs> a magical enchantment where she needed all the banana birds to sing to break open the stone wall. And then, uh, and when she, when she does that, you get a little, uh, bonus ending. Oh, so I won't, I won't spoil what that is. You can figure that out yourself, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's pretty cool. So you gotta love it. You gotta, Oh, you can't, you can't make this stuff up guys. This is Donkey Kong country. I mean, this is better than breath of the wild. I mean, story here. Seriously, that 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 story sucked. That's probably true. I've never played Breath of the Wild, so. Oh wow! I mean, it's a great game. It's a fun game, <laughs> unique, but wonderful game. But yeah. That story really, really let me down. That's for sure. But um, but well, uh, I think so. Um, better than all those Korok seeds you had to collect. Um, all right, uh, Parker, you know, so since you're a guest, you know, we'll give you, we like to let our guests where they do some unique things or wherever they're from, if they're from a different community or whatever they do, uh, just, you know, tell uh, our listeners a little bit about what you do because we know that you're in the works of doing something fun and we know it's not going to be out anytime soon, but you're doing stuff and that's exciting and we want to, you know, just even talk about it for a little bit here. So what is it that you're doing? Well, um, my my dream has been for quite a long time to make my own video game kind of be a spiritual uh, successor to Super Mario World and Donkey Kong Country 3. Um, I created these characters and I've been working on, on that just kind of in my spare time. It's not like a job for me, but it's more of a hobby where I've been trying to create my own video game called uh, Super Larry the Penguin. Yes. So, and uh, yeah, it's a side-scrolling platformer game and um there's four playable characters uh i plan to have it four players at the same time because i love playing with friends and family and uh, i think that's all about it'll have to be local and online because i get so frustrated when nintendo puts a game out with without uh, online capabilities where um where they easily could yeah but but yeah it's all yeah the, the penguins have all different abilities and they kind of level up with kind of like Mario levels up, but they um, it's not by collecting, it's by eating shrimp that they level up or krill. Um, so they become, there's three different forms that they become and then they get kind of superpowers in their third form. So, and they all have their different abilities that they can use to kind of get to different parts of levels and kind of open up different things. So, yeah, yeah right now, I've been doing level design right now, just kind of bare bones. It's a lot harder than one would think. So, and you use Mario Maker too to kind of help map out like a rough draft of what you would like to do, right? 
Yeah, it's uh, so I it's easier to put it down on paper first and then I try to transfer it over to Mario maker to see if it'll be fun or to see if it works and kind of, kind of, it'll be something I have to do when I start programming it. And, um, you know, I, I definitely would need, I'm starting to realize I would need quite a bit of help on, uh, on art design. Cause I'm not the greatest artist. I can, I can draw pretty well, but I'm, I'm not as well as I would want to be. I can't draw as well something as good as Donkey country three. So, you know, it'd be nice if I find somebody that is willing to kind of take that leap with me and want yeah. to do that. So, well, I've already promised Parker, I would make any music he wanted for this game. I think it would be super cool. Um, and I, uh, I, I'm working on a, there's a game that's coming to the switch actually that I, um, are good, a good friend who lives in uh, Europe. I already made a couple of tracks for his game, but they keep doing more and more. And he wants me to make some more tracks. Um, and <clears throat> bless the guy. Cause he's been like so patient with me just because of all my life transitions. I have not made what he he's asked me to make, but I'm, I am about to start it this week. And, uh, but I want to do the same for Parker as well. When we get to that point, and, uh, it's, um, bless you. it is, uh, it's fun. And I'm glad that you would, allow me to even make any music for your game. So that's just an honor in, in and of itself. Yeah. I've, I've been listening to your podcasts, uh, for quite a while. Uh, I started from the beginning. I didn't start listening to it right when you guys started. Cause I didn't know anything about podcasts back then, but, uh, I listened from, from the beginning I found out you were making music and it just kind of took me a long time to actually listen to your music. And then I, I was just sitting sitting at home and I was just like, you know what? I, I should probably, I'm a big fan of their show. I should probably listen to this music. And I didn't know what to expect. I was just like, well, you know, it's, it's probably not the greatest thing. Cause it's, you know, it's not like a profession. And, uh, <laughs> but I started listening to it and I was just like, these are actually professional quality, really good. I'm like, it's a lot better than I can do it. You know, making this video game I've been trying and, and it really inspired me to get back into making the video game because i kind of had taken a break after life got crazy with all my kids and and moving and, and all yeah. that stuff and work and uh and how i started playing the song some of the songs for my wife and she was she was just like what are you listening to and i'm like oh i'm sorry is that too loud and she's like no it's really pretty and i'm like mm -hmm. well it's jacob rush's song and she's like well there you go it's like he can write music for your game <laughs> so well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, I don't consider myself a professional by all means. And I figure th things out as I go, but I do have a past with music of having my own band for, you know, 10 plus years. And, uh, I just like, that was always my favorite part about the band. It was not playing shows, even though those are fun in and of itself. It was always sitting down and writing new stuff that was always my favorite and more so the best part with video game music is i don't have to write any, any freaking lyrics that make sense and and match up with each other so it's like literally you just experiment and layer sounds over each other and that's that's my favorite part i just love making something fun energetic or beautiful and uh it's um yeah it's a fun process so i'm glad you liked it thank you i really appreciate the, yeah. the comments there but um Cool, man. Uh, and you're not really on much social media at the moment, but when Larry the Penguin is ready to be shown off to the world, I, I expect to see some like penguin Twitter accounts and Instagram accounts and a Facebook page. 
obviously, because we got to pump that penguin out to the world. <laughs> well, we'll see. I'm not, a, not really on any social media. My wife's on some social medias and stuff, but I know she's always looking at my Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So if you want to reach me, just, just bug Jacob enough and he'll probably text me or something. Yeah. So. We, yeah. Parker and I, we text about every day. So this is great. This is good. He always sends he sends me updates on his level design actually, and uh, you know I give a little bit of feedback and what I think or not about it. And he always sends me a picture of his desktop. Uh, <laughs> he's got all these desktop different. Every day when he goes into work, it changes to a new game, and it's like a, a mystery. And uh, it's like, oh, what's it going to be today? Which is cool. Yeah, it's just a compilation of my favorite games is the desktop at at my work. So. Absolutely. Well, Josh, um, you know, we're, we should round out the episode here. Um, uh, this will be one of the longest ones we've had in a, quite a while, which is great. Always good to be long over anything rare wise. Um, Josh, do you want to, you, can you do some of our due diligence here? I know normally Ryan does that stuff, but hey, we got to fill the shoes somehow. Yeah, you're the old guy, so. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I might not do it as well as Ryan, but sure. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Well, you all can, of course, find us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff on Nintendo Nostalgia. Um, don't forget we have that Nintendo Nostalgia group on Facebook, actually. We have a lot of community stuff kind of going on there on and off. Um, now, also, you can find me at mostly on Twitter, Whopper744Games. Uh Jacob, where can they find you at? Obviously, you can find me pretty much. Well, I, I'm on Facebook. Um, I'm on Twitter, but I'm not. I've just kind of like stepped back from social media with life and things that I'm doing in my own life right now. But um, you can find me on Facebook. And um, I have an old account and a new account. So take your guess which one I'm active <laughs> on now. So and, uh, and you can you can add me. Alrighty, and then Parker, I know you said you're not on any sort of social media at the moment, but we'll be sure to keep up with that game and everything going on with you all. And you know, if you need any assistance from us, we'll we'll be happy to help you out. So yeah, yeah Josh writes reviews so he can review your game when it's ready. <laughs> yeah, you pay me a little bit. No, I'm kidding. Please. Don't <laughs> All right, then. I will go ahead and close this out here. you all have anything else to add? No, I'm good. No, I'm all right. pretty good. All right. The only thing I have to add is y'all quit being so mean to Kitty Kong. He didn't do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We'll see you next right, we'll week. See you all next week. There you go. <laughs> Bye. Bye. See you later. Hi, Charlotte. Thank you.